Hey, good evening, everybody. I hope you're staying safe through the tropical storm slash hurricane of Teddy right now. And the winds are howling and rain is coming down. And welcome to Nova Scotia. You know, as we do our second podcast, really wanted just to start off by sharing what our purpose of this is. What we're hoping to do is go deeper into our Sunday lesson, talk a little bit more about some insights, uh, look at some application of the scriptures so that we're able to grow and change and continue to draw closer to God. You know, we've started a series on Sunday and it's entitled Seeing God Through Fresh Eyes. You know, as we're thinking about this series and, and looking at it, I'm not sure about you. I've been a Christian a long, long time, over 30 years. And it's really easy for me to start getting caught up in the scriptures and just reading through a certain lens and not really trying to grow and, and deepen my understanding. And so we started this series to try to dismantle maybe a lot of the stuff that we have to maybe rebuild and construct even something better and deeper in our understanding and our knowledge of God. The first lesson that we did uh, two Sundays ago was allow me to reintroduce myself. And we talked on that Sunday about the book of Genesis and looking at it from a different perspective that God was reintroducing himself to his people who had been in slavery for 430 plus years and that they had gotten caught up in maybe Egyptian gods in, in the culture of Egypt and losing sight of the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob. And so God needed to reintroduce himself, starting with Genesis chapter one and two. You know, on the podcast last week, we talked about Moses and took a little bit deeper look into Moses and his 40 years in Egypt, his 40 years uh, as a shepherd in Amidia, and then ultimately his uh, sight of God in a burning bush, and then going back to Egypt to free God's people. You know, this past Sunday, the second lesson in the series was entitled Whispers, The Voices We Listen To. And you know, that's really taken from Genesis chapter 3. And we talked a lot about just the voices that we hear in our head that constantly are negative, constantly uh, causing us to draw back and not be the best we can be. And so tonight, we're going to take that a little bit further, a little bit deeper as we look into that. And, you know, as we think about those voices, I don't know about you, but, you know, there are times you just hear things like you want to try something and, well, you can't do that, or you don't deserve that, or you're not good enough, or you just somehow beat yourself up because you have a hard time forgiving yourself of past wrongs. And you hear that voice, you can never change. And I think so often that creates in us this attitude of not being all that we can be or all that God would want us to become. You know, one of my uh, favorite lines from The Lion King is when Simba sees his father, Mufasa, and his response to him is, you are much more than what you've become. I really think these negative voices we have, this negative self-talk, 
causes us to become less than what we're able to become. You know, and tonight I wanted to look at a scripture and an example in the Old Testament. A prophet named Elijah. And the story comes out of 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19. You know, Elijah is at a time when the king is pretty corrupt. And there's a lot of false gods uh, in Israel. And he, through because of God, there's a drought for three years in Israel. And Elijah eventually calls all the false, false prophets to a showdown on Mount Carmel. And God delivers an incredible victory that day as Elijah wins this great victory for God. And it's so powerful that it turns the heart of all of Israel, that they would even say, the Lord is God, and they fall down and yell it again that he is God. You know, it's a great story in 1 Kings 18. I, I ask you to read it and, and see for yourself. But, you know, shortly thereafter, uh, Elijah is praying for God to bring rain and the cloud the size of a man's fist appears over the water and it gets bigger and bigger until there's an incredible storm, sort of like what we're going through right now with all the rain from the tropical storm, Teddy. But then something happens. Elijah has this incredible victory. But in chapter 19 and verse 1, it says, Now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, and now he had killed all the prophets with the sword. Those are the prophets of Baal and Asherah. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. Verse 3 says, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. Think about the incredible victory that God had just given Elijah, where he won this battle uh, and God came down and licked up the sacrifice and all the water with fire. And all of Israelites' hearts turned back to God. And now because of one voice of a corrupt queen, Elijah becomes afraid for his life and he runs away. And he runs so far away from Mount Carmel to what is called Mount Horeb. That would be like us running from Halifax all the way up to Sydney, Cape Breton. Over 538 kilometers. He was afraid because of one voice. And yet we see something incredibly powerful of how that, that fear and that negative voice impacted his reality. In chapter 19, in verse 9, it says, And the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? And notice how Elijah responds. He says, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword, and I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me too. Hold on here a second. We go back to the story. He called all Israel out to watch this battle between him and the false prophets of Baal and Asherah. He, they saw God respond in a tremendous way, and they fell down and worshipped God. 
And then it says here that they put all the prophets to the sword and that he is the only one left. It's amazing how fear and these negative voices can impact our reality. And too often for you and me, our realities are so shaped by these negative voices, this negative self-talk that goes on inside. And we've got to learn to stop those voices, shut those voices down, as I shared on Sunday, to crush those voices that happen. You know, as we see here, God once again demonstrates something to Elijah. And in verse 11, it says, The Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. Elijah, what are you doing here? You know, what's interesting about this story is in all the years that I've been a Christian and all the people that I've met who are disciples, how often do we get caught up in looking for the big action of God to go to work? We're looking for that earthquake. We're looking for that fire. We're looking for that powerful wind. You know, standing out near the seashore right now, you see an incredible power of nature as the waves are coming in and crashing against the rocks. They're projecting that the waves may be as high as seven to nine meters coming in off the ocean. And the power that that creates, the wind that we hear that is knocking the trees around, and we hope that the trees don't get blown over. But in all of that, in all of that, God wasn't seen. It says God was heard in a gentle whisper. You know, the thing that we've been talking about and the application that we're asking you to put into play is we've got to create space where we can hear and listen for God's whisper. We get caught up in all the action and all the drama and all the stuff that goes on and all the voices demanding time and demanding our thoughts. We've got to create space where we wait to hear the whisper of God. You know, in Psalms 46, I used this on Sunday. It says that we need to be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. That is Psalms 46, verse 10. You know, we need to be still. And we need to know there is a God. And we need to let God's voice and God's word fill that space. How are you doing this week in creating space? You know, the Hebrew word that we looked at in Genesis 1, when God created us, he created us tov meod. He created us very good, that we're perfect in God's eyes. You know, we got to create 
a space where we can pause and quiet our thoughts and listen for God to let us know that we are very good. We live in a world that tells us we don't measure up. We don't produce enough. We don't work hard enough. And God says, look at I created you and you're very good and that I love you. You know, I came across this word abracadabra and we've all heard it. We hear it in magic shows and things change. But as I was looking at the etymology of this word, it comes from an Aramaic origin, which literally means I create as I speak. In the Hebrew language, it is translated, it came to pass as it was spoken. You know, I think of Genesis 1 when it says, God spoke and so it came to be. Now, you and I may not be able to speak the universe into existence. We may not be able to speak our earth into existence. But, you know, we can speak in our minds, in our reality, into existence. We can speak to our reality. And I want to encourage us to start stomping out those negative voices in our life that cause us to shrink back, but to think positively, to think about the great things that God has in store for us, to listen for God's voice and create a better reality. You know, in Psalms one, uh, Psalm 17, as we finish today, in verse 6 through 9, I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my words. Wondrously show your steadfast love, O sovereign, of these who seek refuge from their adversaries at your right hand. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. You know, let us meditate on things like that, that we are the apple of God's eye and to protect us in the shadow of your wings. You know, these are the thoughts we need to have as we create space and know that we have a God that loves us very deeply. I pray you have a blessed week. I pray that, I pray that you stay safe through this time of Teddy as it rolls across Nova Scotia. And I look forward to uh, hearing you and seeing you on Sunday. May God bless you. At the end of this, at our footnotes, there will be a link from a comedian named Steve Harvey, and many of us know who he is. But he talks about this concept of positive thinking. And I thought I would include it in the show notes. And I, I just ask you to, to click on, it's only a few minutes, but it really helps us to understand how we start our day will have an impact on how our day goes. God bless you.